Recently, I received an email from a meditation student whom I had been mentoring for a few months. He posed several often asked and important questions about mindfulness. Given the widespread appeal of mindfulness and its susceptibility to the ambiguity that can accompany popularization, I thought it would serve well to use this student's questions to frame a discussion about mindfulness. There are many modern interpretations of mindfulness that are playing a positive role in shaping better lives, better relationships, and better communities. The following ideas come from my own training, study, and personal experience. I hope they provide a beneficial contribution to a collaborative inquiry into the essence and application of mindfulness in our lives. The first question the student asked me was, how do I define mindfulness? I define mindfulness as paying attention to what is occurring in the present moment and responding skillfully. I believe it's the second aspect, responding skillfully, that makes mindfulness distinct from other mind states. Question number two, what actually is mindfulness? Well, as I mentioned already, mindfulness includes an element of skillfulness. Skillfulness conveys the opposite of reactivity. Rather than reacting habitually to a thought, sensation, or emotion, by pushing it away or allowing it to seduce us into perseveration, the mind remains stable. This stability of mind allows us to observe our experience more clearly. Second, mindfulness is a combination of attention and awareness. Attention is the quality of mind that attends to something, such as a sound, and stays focused on it. Awareness is the quality of mind that knows what is being tended to. Awareness knows a sound to be a sound, a thought to be a thought. What makes awareness distinctive is that it recognizes mental and physical experience without an overlay of concepts and ideas. For example, awareness recognizes the steady cadence of a cicada simply as hearing, rather than making a thing of it, cicada, accompanied by an image of what we think a cicada might look like along with subjective interpretations of what is happening typically revolving around whether we like or dislike the experience. Awareness is direct experience of mental and physical phenomena at its most basic level, prior to conceptualization, sometimes referred to as seeing clearly. Third, mindfulness includes investigation. We are curious about the idea of conditioning and its purported limitations coupled with a curiosity about our own ability to go beyond our habitual way of seeing things. Traditionally, mindfulness is said to penetrate the many illusions that cloud our view so deeply that we see the true nature of all things. We come to understand how the mind works. Third question. What is the advantage to being mindful as opposed to being lost in thought? 
I keep thinking and wondering about what really happens when we lose mindfulness. Where are we going? This is a great question. When we are lost in thought, our actions are subject to our conditioning. We react based on patterns of behavior that we have accumulated in response to prior situations in our life. We have learned how to think, act, and speak with strategies that aim to keep an impression of ourself intact or safe. We are essentially protecting ourselves the best way we know how, though more often than not this creates a constriction that limits our capacity to draw from a wider range of thoughts, actions, and words. It's like we have access to two different operating systems. Where we are going when we react habitually as a result of our conditioning more often is in the direction of suffering resulting from craving, aversion, and an overall lack of understanding, a lack of wisdom, we could say. Where we are going when we respond mindfully is in the direction of well-being resulting from generosity, kindness, and wisdom. So, practicing mindfulness is like learning how to log on to the second operating system. Question four. What do you think is the most skillful way to relate to our thinking? It's very effective to learn to be aware of thoughts without reacting to them, without investing in them, without identifying with them. This is how conditioning is created and maintained. We don't need to make sense of thoughts or figure them out through conventional analysis or planning. When we observe thought through the penetrating clear seeing of awareness, we begin to change our conditioning. Also, as another student pointed out recently at our drop-in meditation class, it's important to be compassionate toward thoughts. What this implies is strengthening self-compassion which is when we don't criticize ourselves for the fact that we are thinking or for the content of those thoughts. Thoughts are standard operating procedure on both operating systems, and we understand that.